in Jesus name Amen God thank you bless you thank you thank you you are
to give glory to himself all that glory must be to our glory to himself all that glory must be to Father, we thank you for this. Thank you for what you are said to do. Thank you for what you will do this night. Lord, we thank you that even as the word comes, that your power will be made available, that while we teach, those who are sick be healed. Those who are trusting God for clarity in any area of their life will see destruction. Those who are trusting God in anything, you receive clear instruction in the name of Jesus. Anybody see any part of the body as we speak, as we teach. The Bible says the power of God was available to heal them. The Bible says, and while he has teach these things, and the Holy Ghost fell upon them, as we teach, the dramatic power of God will be available. Those who are seeking in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Thank you everyone for coming around this night. Um, I just make this very short, probably the very shortest message. So, in the book of Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20, Bible said that, and um, God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we may ask of him. Then if you check the book of Genesis chapter 11 from verse 1 to 5. Bible gave us a story of a particular people who are building a tower and they wanted to get wealth. And there was a striking statement that God made. He said they are considered it in their mind together to make it happen. Now, there's a theological argument in that place, and that's not where we are. Whether it's a physical building or a spiritual building. But one of the things that the Bible did not really actually point out to us, the Bible really told us that they consider in their heart to build it. The Bible never told us whether they have started building it. Then the Bible now gave us another thing to look at that God came down and saw that they had, they, they had already put up the structure they were talking about. And there was something that the Bible said God said. He said, because they are considered it in their heart, I'm paraphrasing now. Meaning nobody could stop that thing they are considered together, the power of unity. Not just in unity of speaking, but they are also considered it in their heart to do it. Then again, switch to Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20. The Bible now said, God who is able to do is he exceedingly above all that we may ask or think? Meaning that our mouth is not only the prayer warrior, our heart also. That's why you can see somebody can be saying A and then the heart is saying B. So the Bible said, God who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we may ask or even think. And again, we'll find that also in 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 4 to 5. Apostle Paul was speaking, he said, putting their imagination every item, they exalt itself against the knowledge of God. Then I remember reading a story of Kenneth Hagin and was sharing something in, in one of the books. He said that um, he was praying one day and the Lord opened his eyes. Then he saw one woman, Duma was a pastor's wife. Now, I'm trying to show you how Satan gets hold of people's thoughts. And even after people have been delivered, 
And you know, there are certain family patterns that can be happening to people. I saw a white a white news video about last year, and she was saying that whether in particular month every year somebody died. Their uncle, in fact, he has counted like up to four to five years. Then that day she was supposed to go to school. But she told the, uh, the teacher that she was not she was not going to school today because she, she didn't know if she was going to be the next person. So those kind of person or those kind of people, even if you have already delivered them, the spirit um trying to attack them or the pattern spirit in their family or everything like this is no longer disturbing them again. There is a tendency that that stronghold that 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 even though that kind of thing is not there anymore, they will still be behaving as if the thing is dead. I gave an analogy on my on my status and because everybody is not on my WhatsApp, so let me just recap it again. There was an experiment I read some time ago, and it spoke about two rats, and they put one rat inside the box and they locked the box. So every time the rat the rats try to jump out, of course there's a there's a there's a cover there. Every time they try to jump jump out, you need the cover. Then they put another rat, the same thing. Then sometimes they put another rat again, and then they open the cover. The new rat that they put jumped out, but the last two rats. They were not jumping because there's a mindset already that if we jump, there's already a threshold, we can't come there. So there are tendencies sometimes that people have been delivered from certain demonic oppression. You know, I've said it here so many times that a believer cannot be possessed, but a believer can actually what be oppressed. The book in 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 uh, um, I think we are going to do Bible study one of these one of these things about um, a man is a spirit that stays in the body and has a soul. We are going to do a Bible study around that one day. So a believer that has the only spirit cannot be possessed but can be oppressed that's why you see certain people that um, um certain kind of infirmity and when they pray for them just immediately without taking drugs that infirmity vanish so even though satan cannot possess a person who is a believer he can also oppress and one of the way that satan does this thing is through their mindset like the story of kennedy that was sharing he said satan just came and said something that's why the door that Satan brings addiction to people sometimes, pornography, all of this is, is to their mind. You just sit and say, ah! Maybe you saw a picture, one rubbish picture on social media, and Satan will bring another picture. He will bring me back. So why Kennedy was sharing this story? He said this woman sat down, sat down, and a thought came to her mind, like, you are very beautiful. Your husband is a pastor. He just married you and kept you here. If you go around the world, you will sleep with many men, and you know, you make a lot of money. The first time, the lady will be Again said, and the Lord opened his eyes. He was seeing something like a monkey, a demon, just near the woman, speaking those things. So sometimes you think your thoughts, those things you're thinking. I've said it before that you cannot guard the things that come to your heart, but you have the responsibility of guarding the things that stays. So he said the woman rebuked it the first time. The, the monkey, like the evil spirit, came again. The woman rebuked it again, but later it kept on coming, and the woman did not rebuke, and he was just accepting the thoughts. After some time, the woman accepted that party and then she did what she divorced her husband and then began to keep her husband down. So, when you see certain thoughts that creep into your heart, see what this guy is doing when he's supposed to do this thing, you may think they are ordinary thoughts because through your thoughts, if you have grown to a point in the street, you can decide, even though it's your thoughts, you will know that it is the Holy Ghost that placed that thought there. I don't know if you're getting this. Now, one of the ways, it may not be the yastic for everybody and it's not as doctrine. One of the ways that you may sometimes know that the Holy Ghost is the one that drops, you can be praying in the spirit. And a thought that you never even thought about, something you never even can just drop in your spirit. That's how the Holy Ghost does. The same way, that's how Satan does. He brings a negative thought. It will come very simple. Ah, uh, 
I'm on this girl like this. Man, I don't sleep with them like this. Ah, see this girl body. Are you seeing it all? So that thought just comes to your heart. The first time, if you don't do anything, it comes again. Remains there, comes to you. We find this is how people run into addiction. These are people running into pornography. These are people running into uh, masturbation. These are people running into all kinds of addictions. One of the doorways to this thing is their mind. Now, sometimes, even when the devil or the demon affecting or disturbing them is no more there, there is that, now, in respect to maybe achievements or doing greater works, um, uh, material-wise, some, some other things, there is a, now, somebody shared something with me. I don't know if she's there. She said that she went to, she went for an interview one time and somebody came to embarrass her. And say, and the person dragged her into the. You know, some people can, some people want to say something, they don't really have the wisdom to say it. She went for an interview, and somebody just dragged her into the bedroom and begin to um, put a um, pet on her body. Children, you know what the person was saying? You are smelling next time. She said that thing affect her mind that she can no longer go out to do what? To apply for jobs. See, some that thing do what? Affected that, that she can no longer go out to do what? To apply for jobs. Even though it may not really be when those things happen, when those thoughts came initially, it may not be spiritually or demonic sponsored. But you see that even though there's no um, satanic whatsoever thing around it, but there's a mindset, there's a, there's a, should I call it a threshold that that might now operate that if I go out, this thing will happen. The same thing happens to certain people in their family. They see a threshold of poverty. After all, when my dad got sick, he died. So sometimes we are the one who create a thought and allow Satan to have access to it. So sometimes the thought originally was not Satan sponsored. We just create that thought and then now allow, based on the pattern of certain things that have happened previously, then we allow Satan to now do what? Join themselves to that thought. Now let me give another analogy. You know, there are some bomb blasts that happen in certain places. Those times when bomb blasts were happening during that Jonathan period, there were certain bomb blasts that happened in certain seasons that were not done by the Boko Haram. But when people who did that bomb blast cannot come out to say we are the one, Boko Haram will go there and take the glory. Meaning what? So even though that thing was not originally sponsored by them, but they see something, they see an avenue so that we can consider them as a more dangerous thing. It's the same thing that happens to our mind. There are certain thoughts that are um, demonic or whatsoever they sponsor, but there are certain thoughts that came based on the pattern or certain things that are consistently in our lives, in our family, in our workplace, and then create a threshold that even though you begin to consistently think like that, even though we know that you have been for the spirit has left you, but there's a, if you don't, in transformation, if they deliver somebody from porn now, eh, they pray for you, the demon leave. Remember that the Bible said that the demon will come back and check if there are several, but that's not really my emphasis now. Now, if they pray for somebody who is into porn, pornography, masturbation, all of those things, and you are being delivered, there's what they call conformity in transformation. Even though you have been prayed for, even though the spirit has been casted out from you, there's what they call conformity. That you too, you will avoid those places. Maybe you have friends that you used to roll together with. You have to avoid those friends. That thing you're doing, you're playing your own responsibility part, is called conformity in transformation. So it's not always all up to God. There's always a responsibility of conformity that you have to do. So you are somebody who lost alcohol, you drink to a point where you are drunk, you fall inside God and others. Even if it was sponsored by a demon before and you have been prayed for, there's what is called conformity that you must also avoid going to clubs. You must avoid rolling with certain friends. Do you get now? So even though there are certain mindset that may not be entirely sponsored by a demon spirit, 
But probably maybe by pattern of certain things that's happened to us before. A stronghold is now formed. Satan can partner with that neg negative mindset and now begin to do what he did not originally sponsor before. Do you get it? There are people who... Okay, let me know this example. Now, how do we... Now, Paul now came in 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse, um, chapter 10 from verse 4 to 5. He said, pulling down strong. He said, every idea that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. As simple as this may be, the first thing to do is to consciously change your belief system. In respect to whatsoever limitation that you've created for yourself, change your belief system by the word. I some time ago by a man of God. It's called Born to Win. Probably maybe around 219 or something. And in the book, he shared a very wonderful story. He said, when they gave birth to their son, their first son, he said, the guy, when he was growing his teeth, he was just, you know, he was pulling and going to a lot of toilet and doing a lot of toilet stuff, just messing up his pampas and his body's only salts. Then one day he asked him, he said, why is this child really like? They said, any child that's growing teeth, that's how they behave. Then the man of God said, because it's actually all this filthy. Then he went back to study. He said, there's no way in scripture that I saw that when a child is going to they should be using toilets. So, he said, the, the, uh, the blessings of the Lord make it rich and added no sorrow. That the blessings of the Lord is that baby. And sickness is not, he added no sickness. So, based on that is revelation, the one night, the baby was sleeping, then he went there and just preached and said, from today, you will go that it without any sickness, without using any toilet or usual. And according to him, that was the way the child came. No more any issue. Now, you see, that we have a Already. Also remember when we were in Bible school, I'm sharing all this story so that it can it may not be directly what I'm saying, but there's a there's a situation or there's an area of your life that your condition is certain kind of mindset. So the first thing to do is to change your belief system by going for the word of God. Now, while in Bible school, there was a man who came to teach us as a reason. He was teaching on marriage actually, but there was one there was one woman he saw. The woman was uh, no, she was pregnant, you know how. Men's, uh, women's legs to be swelled up, they are, you know, um, throwing up and all that. Then he called the woman. There's a way he said it, but I'm going to say it very calm. He said, See, you can be pregnant and not have all of these things. He said, This thing is what you believe. I understand that some medical people may want to find this thing and say, This is, but let me tell you, the word of God it can reconfigure certain thought patterns that we have hold in our esteem for a very long time. And he was sharing his testimony with us. He said, My wife, Never have any swelling, swelling there. He said before, um, when she got pregnant, really, she made confession every morning. It will never happen. This attack. She made all those positive confessions that the blessings of the Lord. She even humorously said, the blessings of the Lord. He said, make it rich. He added no swelling leg. added no train up of speech. So do you get? So the word of God can change your belief system. It can alter the things that you have believed for a very long time. Even though sometimes they may be medicalists, you know, correct and all that. But the word of God has that absolute power to alter your belief system. He has that absolute power to change the narrative that, that might have been in your family. That's why I see in every area of your life, there must be a scripture that anchors that part. Every time that I'm going out, I sense in my spirit, and sometimes I'm going out that maybe the join me want to have something. A scripture always flies to my spirit. He said, and he preserved that going out and that coming in. He said, from this time forth and even forevermore. When it comes to supernatural protection going out, that scripture becomes my anchor. It's not just by putting it. I see it as God, a father who will protect his own child at all costs. So, the first thing to do when you have a 
a kind of pattern or something or whatsoever mindset in your family, your workplace or whatsoever that it is, is to change your belief system. And we alter our belief system. But see, because nature will never allow your mind to just be vacant like that. So when you say you will not believe uh, um, whatsoever thing that people believe, you must feel that your mind is something else. So we change the narrative of certain mindset, whether medically or whatsoever thing, we change those narratives by what? Changing our belief systems. And we change our belief system by doing what? By engaging the word of God. By doing what? By engaging the word of God. And during one of the ways, every time I study about people who have radical faith, I was discussing this, uh, when I was in Lagos, I was discussing with my friend, and one of the things I found out about those who have very rugged feet is that they block their ears from any negative information. There was a story of Kenneth Copeland that was shared. They said in children's um, church, their children's church, we don't know a child that was playing with knife, and he cut like two fingers. That um, two in the middle. I don't know what you guys call it. English people. That's when the middle cuts the boats. So before they could call, um, um, I mean, can I, this is um, can I Copeland, Copeland. But before they could call Copeland, and they got to hospital, they, um, they told them that the blood and whatever thing that they have to call the finger, but they should just put it there. And after some, they should take it to the house. After some days, they should bring her back so that they can cut it. Can I Copeland said, when they went back home every day, it, it would make. A declaration, if I, if I can remember, and see this finger stays, a brand new one is recreated. Is now beyond logical reasoning, they already told them, or beyond even medical reasoning, they told them, see, even when it comes to do with miracles, you have to change your mindset. There's a belief system that you must have. That is that belief system is, is based on the integrity of God's word. So when they took the child back after two weeks to the hospital, when they removed the wrap, they saw a brand new finger. There was no cause, no sharp, nothing there. Everybody was surprised. So when you see men even do radical thing on um, um, faith level, whatsoever thing, it's because of their belief system. There was a story that was also shared. I, um, I think somebody was saying this. Uh, one of a pastor in Naples, a fisherman. Every time they catch a particular a big fish, they will throw it away. Every time you catch any big fish, you throw it away. So somebody walked up to me and said, "Why are you throwing away the big fish and taking the small?" Do you know what he said? He said, because my fry pan in the house is not big. So I only catch what my fry pan can take. So many people's mindset are like that fry pan. So what about frying that one and then changing it back? Or what about getting another fry pan? So those were the mindsets. I remember also somebody, it was uh, Mas Moro who shared the story of two people who went to India and they saw many people trekking with their bare foot. And you know, somebody saw poverty, somebody else saw an opportunity. Somebody else went back and go and create other slippers or something. Forget it. So sometimes the kind of mindset we have, the word of God can do what can alter that belief system. There are people who I believe nobody, nobody like that is here who believe that they must. There are Christians, tongue speaking Christian, that you must pregnant a woman before you marry them. Or there's a cultural thing in their family. If you marry your wife, I don't take him to the movie in the village. After three months, you will die. Or if somebody's husband died and the person is not going to the village and make certain sacrifice and go and marry, and we see one of the first ways to render Satan harmless is to change your belief system yet first. And if the person's husband died, they didn't go to the village, you know, to go and do anything and they go back. All right, Bible school, story was shared with us. A guy he ran to church and told them about the plantain that was doing certain things to certain people and all that. And the man of God just told him, Yes, the plantain drive us there. 
they went there, they remove all the jazz rope, they put there, they cut the plantain and they, they fry the plantain and they eat it. And till then, when he was talking to us, something has happened to him. Now, do you also remember that? Do you also know that, for instance, if you come to Ibadan, and maybe you come to my streets, you can you can argue with anybody that you don't know. Maybe you are arguing with somebody in my streets, and you're just you just argue. But if I come and tell you that, do you know that this is where you're arguing with? Yeah, he killed four people last week. Two days ago, he killed two people. Yesterday, he killed four people. Do you know you'll be afraid? You stop arguing with him. Why? Because an information key that do that altered your belief system in respect to that person. So, so many things that we have believed is, is because of the information that we are open to. Now, I see so many people, most of the analysts are doing this. You know, on Twitter, mostly, they'll be looking for a thread of relationship that they know what. Ah, where this day? Where this one day? They will not go there and say, God forbid, God forbid. Those things are not your reality. The Bible said that you're sitting in every place with Christ Jesus. Your reality is not to marry somebody that will be cheating. So all those information, you are unknowingly engaging those information. Before you know, they will become the things, your thought pattern. Before you know, they will become a stronghold, a belief system. That even if a pastor, a tongue speaking that loves the Lord, you still have that mindset that, ha, nobody will not cheat, not everybody they cheat. So those information that we feed our mind with, whether consciously or consciously, they also affect our mindset. So you see somebody who is a believer looking for where there is Jesus and they will not go on and say, God forbid you, ah, God, I better go, ah, this kind of man, eh. Your life is different. Those kind of things, as though they, 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 they cannot come near where you are. Your possibilities, is, they are very deep, they are very far. Do you get this? Things? Your possibilities is what? Very far. So, when you see, anything that you believe is as a result of the certain information that came to your mind, whether you know or you don't know. Because when you came to this world, you came empty. You did not come with any information. You started calling your daddy, daddy, because you heard somebody call, or they told you to call him daddy. So, the same way that those information that you had, that, that, that condition your mind to a point, you can alter those information by going for the word of God. You can alter it by changing your belief system. And by changing it, it's going for the word. See, maybe you're a lady here and you think uh, it's only, uh, it, I hear something, it's a men's, men's word, it's a lie. Bible say there's neither, there's neither um, Jew nor Greek, there's neither born nor free, neither male nor female, for we are what? One in Christ. If you have the call of God here, yeah, you have the possibility as a lady to also pass the stadium the way other male uh, pastors are packing the stadium. You have the possibility to even do mentorship for even men. So the same possibilities that the men they have, you have the same possibility. The Bible says, for there is no Jew nor Greek, there is no God nor free, no male nor female, for we are one in Christ. So we both have those possibilities. It is in marriage context that there is an hierarchy. But as human, the Bible says there is no Jew nor Greek. No born nor free, no male nor female, for we are what one in Christ. So all those um, when God called into a ministry, the only thing you'll be doing is woman, is women meeting, women meeting, only women meeting. You have to come out from that mindset. You have to come out from that mind that God sent you to God did not send you to only female. Or you are doing certain things, and you know it's a mess. You must you must you must come out from those kind of ideology, come out from those kind of mindsets. So, in, in changing the narrative of your mind, you must do what? You alter those things that you believed before by doing what? By going for God's word. It's a pulling down struggle. It's an every item that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. 
you do what you go for God's word. Then too, you take taking step in respect to what you believe. Do you what taking step in respect to what you believe? I remember somebody shared with me one time an older an uncle in faith or a daddy in faith. Let me call it like that. He said, every time you apply for a particular big job, a kind of big job, isn't writing stuff that you will get to the last three and they will never pick him. They only speak a white person above him. So that thing has formed a particular mindset. There's a mindset that once he gets there. So he was sharing a testimony with us. And he said that he got another opportunity. It's one of the top companies in Sweden. And then the last person was with him and the, and the white guy. And his mind already said uh, that he even wanted to give up. Now watch, this is it. The second key is taking steps in respect to what you believe. Even though he has been through a lot of mental stuff in respect to that area, he has been through a lot of situations where they had to prefer a white person above him. He did not create a stronghold in that regard. He still he took another step by taking that biggest job in Sweden. And then he had to now battle the job with another white man. So if you have changed your belief system, the next thing to do is to take steps in respect to the belief system that you've changed. Probably your family. Uh, nobody ever, you know, nobody went to school or nobody do this and that. Every time somebody wants to do this, something like this will happen to them. And you and you prayed about it, and God has assured you that He has removed all those roadblocks. Then the next thing to do is to go and still take steps in respect to the things that you believe. I usually give this very humorous um, example. I would say that believing is an action word. If you believe something, you walk towards it. Now, if they say that. If they say somebody, if they say that somebody has cancer and they say, now that you have cancer, stop drinking gari, the person will stop drinking gari. Why? Because he or she believes that um, um, he or she has cancer. Is that also? Then if they come back and say you don't have cancer anymore, you can continue to go ahead and drink your gari. You go ahead and do what you So our belief system must alter our action. If you say you believe a thing, you believe that that cause, that stagnation, whatsoever thing. Then you have to do what take steps in respect to the things that you believe. If you believe that whatsoever peg or whatsoever thing, um, the stronghold, the benchmark that has been there, your family or this thing, and you pray you are, is no more there, then you don't have to still stay in that corner. Ah, now family, then they do this kind of thing. If you do one, now that you, know, you are praying about it. Your belief system has been altered by God's word. Then it is time to start taking those steps in respect to what you are believing. When the man of God said, yeah, the Bible said, the blessings of the Lord, I did no sorrow. Blessings of the Lord make a preach, and I did no sorrow. He did not just, even though he altered his belief system, he took a step by going to the child and said, child, you will behave normal. You will no longer be sick anymore because the blessings of the Lord make a preach, and I did no malaria, no whatsoever thing. So, in respect to whatsoever that we believe, then we must take conscious step in respect to the things that we believe. Believing is not complete on the steps are taken. Even when he has to do his faith, I have faith in respect to these things, then we must go. One of the very funny guys that really demonstrated faith and taking action to me was Smith Wigglesworth. Smith Wigglesworth was not a pastor, he was a plumber. The wife was actually a pastor. In fact, at the point in Smith Wigglesworth's life, he used to lock out his wife if he goes to church. He would lock her outside. She would not be able to come inside. That was how far he was. But then God began, he, he encountered a scripture one day while he was studying, where the Bible said, If you believe me, the words that I do, he said, Greater than this will you do. And he took that scripture around with it. But that's all I'm going to Now, why I said Smith is one of the people I believe when it comes to taking steps in respect to faith is that they'll bring a dead person to Smith 
Do you know what you will do? You will raise the person up and say, stand, run. Most of the times, people will fall down. Do you know how a dead person will fall down? Their skull or their forehead will hit on the floor. You will pick the person again and say, stand, run. And while he was alive, he raised up to 14 dead people with that strategy. You will pick up a dead person and say, run. So when you say you believe a thing, how we know is that you are taking steps in respect to the things that you believe. You do what? You are taking steps in respect to the things that you believe. Last, as we round up for this night, is that sometimes you see this certain mindset, you have to take the place of prayer. As we round up this night, I will pray that every negative mindset, some of you, you are battling with certain thoughts. Um, um, you know, some people suicidal thoughts. I remember canceling one lady one time when we were just a prayer group that time. He said something will just come to our mind and say that she won't kill yourself kill yourself you will die today this and that so there are certain thought pattern that you have to actually apply force that you believe so you must engage with the place of prayer that every that's that that thing Paul said that casting by imaginations is that every item that is what you say you must engage the place of prayer every time you know there are people that something good happens to them eh maybe they got a job and they start feeling like ah, I'll soon lose the job are you sure I deserve this job? I don't deserve this job. It's a demonic mindset. Bible says that God is your father, that he can give you things really to enjoy. So why do you think you don't deserve the job? There are people who get certain things and say, ah, it's just say I deserve this thing. So those kind of mindsets, you have, you have, you have done all that you can do. Sometimes you have to those negative mindsets. Every negative thoughts contradicting the word of God in my life. I, 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 I rebuke you and Satan, take your hands off. So, when it has to do with this kind of thoughts, there are people also, you know, there are marriages that failed before they failed. Have you seen a mindset of, I go marry, but if you know what, everybody will be in the house. <laughs> that's, that's your really people's mindset, finding expression. I go marry, and I marry, no work, uh, everybody will be in the house. You think those things are so they are starting marriage that failed before they failed. They failed by the thoughts, and not just the thoughts, you have said the thoughts that came and your voice had to it say after all. Yes, ah <laughs> you see. Um, um Pastor Kodimadi explained something about feet, the inner courts and the outer courts. Do you know that nothing ever affects you until you begin to see it? Now, let me give you an example. If I come to you and say, ah, God forbid you, I think you're a failure, you're a failure. And you, you hear what I said, or I didn't say anything, just go back. <laughs> and maybe while I'm saying that, the word of God said, no, you are not the best success. You are, you are probably, you reply back by saying, no, I'm a success. I don't feel That's an outer cause. Now, look at inner cause. Nothing affects you until they come into your inner cause and then you give voice to it. If I'm not saying, see you, you just feel like or not that. And you go to your friends and say, Do you know this man say I will fail? And you go to this man say I will fail. You're already giving the inner cause. You're already giving it the one, the chance. So nothing really affects you until you begin to do what? That's why somebody can say something very negative to you. And watch, people can tell you very sweet things and good things. And you just think about them and just laugh. And you don't think about it again. But somebody can see one thing that is not good 
and that's when you carry. Those things are not normal sometimes. That's when you carry. You know, say this guy, let me see. The man in general just might say, look, go last. See, go scatter. And you go about. And you don't know, but you have unconsciously believed it. You have done what? You have unconsciously believed those things. So, I don't know the negative mindsets or the, the negative kind of thoughts. Maybe based on the fact that, you know, sometimes when you fail so many times, it, it, it can create a stronghold. When you fail so many times, when something bad or whatsoever that happens to you consistently, it can create a stronghold. But we know that our, our belief system must anchor scripture. So, I don't know whatsoever things that's altered your mindset from God's word, that's changed the way you are supposed to do things that is unknowingly, even you, contradicting the word of God in your life. Certain thoughts. Maybe every time something good happens to you, you feel like, I'm not, I'm not, I don't qualify for this. This is not supposed to happen. I don't qualify for this. See, tonight, we come against such thoughts, those negative patterns. We come against them in the name of Jesus. I want you to, in the next three minutes, Give voice to those those patterns. Some of you, you get a job and you start saying that they are not going to sack you. It's a little bit like saying that sack Those things are not what they are not ordinary. Ah, this one we everybody just say I will get a job like this. Now wow, everybody just they get a job. You just say this is my visa where I apply for work like this. This one they never give me any. Those thoughts you are giving expression to it. So tonight, every negative thoughts that I've allowed in my life that is that is.